You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. of a reverse trap game okay i can see that we we come in thinking they're gonna get absolutely torched and then they blow the doors off and we all look like idiots fair enough i can see that that happens to me a lot actually um but uh (laughs) looking through things but like you know the bruins have lost to some bad teams this season um you know, I think the Bruins have what eleven losses on the season. Is that uh, yeah? They have eleven losses in the regulation. They have eleven overtime. Eleven. That's insane. And then they have twelve overtime losses, but they still get a point out of those, which is ridiculous. But, but um, two of them are to lo- Detroit, right? Exactly. That was yeah. my point. So the Bruins yes! tend to lose to bad teams. So there is hope for Calgary tonight, right? Is that what we're getting at? <laughs> we're the new Red Wings. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, if you think about that, the Bruins have. 
as many, almost as many regulation losses as the Red Wings do regulation wins. <laughs> it's frightening. And I'm not trying to sound like, you know, someone who lives in Massachusetts, like I'm like a total homer, like gushing over the Bruins because I'm not at all. But I just, that team is just steamrolling. I was talking to a buddy of mine last night who was like, well, you know, the lightning are coming on kind of, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> you get 88 points. The Penguins have 80. They're the next closest team. Like you'd take you'd take up four playoff spots in the Western Conference if the Bruins were up here. Uh, so yeah, so uh, looks like a tough one tonight. And historically, the Bruins and Flames, um, the Flames particularly, don't play well against the Bruins. Overall, they're 38, 61, and 10, and um, they are not above 500 anywhere. They're 23, 26, and four at home against the Bruins, but they have. Uh, they're an even, I think it's five, five, and yeah, oh, sorry, they're five, four, and one in their last 10 at home against the Bruins. So that's not too bad, but they have lost two out of their last three. So I think it's kind of, you know, you see where it's going. But a team like Boston that's rolling that well, that has that kind of defense, and, you know, they have David Pasternak, who I guess is kind of okay at the hockeying. No, maybe. <laughs> uh, He's fine. Know? He's only got, he only leads the league in points and is tied for the league leading goals, you know, so he just, Hat tricks just kind of seem like they come naturally to him. You know, <laughs> hat tricks to him are like turnovers to the Flames. You know, it's like, ah, it's another one. It's no big deal. So um, I think the bigger story, too, coming into this game, uh, if anybody else wants to jump in and take this one, is who do you start in goal tonight if you're the Flames? Uh, David Riddick is 0-1-1 in his career against the Bruins, so not a huge sample. But Cam Talbot 6-3-0 in nine games against the Bruins. And we all know Riddick struggles at home. He's dropped seven in a row at home. Uh, do you just kind of bypass Riddick and go with Talbot tonight? Or you try to get Riddick back on the, uh, you know, get him kind of back on the horse and get him going? Thoughts? I feel like this is the wrong game to try and get him going. Like, can you, can you throw him a soft one for that? Yeah, can we give him the Red Wings maybe? Like start. <laughs> yeah, like. Because how many sticks is he going to break tonight if he starts? In the first period. It's going to be like, rough. You know, so. Um, uh, Gordy, your thoughts on this one? I just remember the the game they played against Boston in Calgary last year. I think Calgary got up like some ridiculous, like three nothing, really quick. Valimaki got his first NHL goal, and then uh, Calgary Calgary won their only successful challenge that I can remember to date. It just I don't know. It just seems like they always play strange, but they won that game with Mike Smith and that. So if if you can beat Boston with Mike Smith and that, then yeah, they they should be able to handle business tonight with with Talbot and that I think he should play Michael your thoughts yeah I think it should just be Talbot just simply based on what you mentioned with the how much better Riddick is on the road versus at home I don't know what it is with him maybe <laughs> maybe he's like scared of the fire that comes out of the big boxes or something but <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be something if that was I, really it <laughs> maybe it is you never know or it's like he doesn't like the goal horn or something or <laughs> hates ACDC <laughs> Maybe he doesn't like George Canyon. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever it is, man. I think, you know, you just got to play him on the road and do that all the playoffs, too. You know, Riddick gets all the road games. Talbot gets all the home games. Boom, like three straight Stanley Cups. It's, it's not rocket science, Jeff. <laughs> You're hired, Michael. You're in. We're going to write the Flames. Michael is the new coach of the Calgary Flames. He's taking over. Based on that, that's alone. David Riddick never gets to see home ice unless he's sitting on the bench wearing the baseball hat, looking incredibly angry and cranky. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think you got to go Talbot. I mean, six wins and nine tries against the Bruins. Um, you know, I mean, then you know, the, he was also playing, you know, with the Oilers at that time, with you know, 
McJesus there and, you know, <laughs> those guys out there. He doesn't exactly have that kind of firepower in front of him tonight. But I'm with you guys. I think they stand uh, I think they stand a better chance tonight against the Bruins with Talbot between the pipes. And, you know, maybe, you know, they get a lucky goal here and there. Maybe they catch a break and they only get Halak in net, who's, I think, 15 and 5 in some points. <laughs> <laughs> Down from Tuca, who's like, you know, 23 two and four, something ridiculous like that. So, you know, maybe they'll catch the Bruins a bad goalie who's only won 15 games, you know, and they'll, uh, they'll catch a little bit of a break tonight. So um, anybody yeah, else have any other thoughts? Bruins fans. <laughs> right? I know. I grew up like, I grew up 30 minutes from the Boston Garden as a kid and never rooted for the Bruins. Although <laughs> the, the, my favorite hockey player that got me into hockey was old Go- Bruins goalie and former Flyer goalie, Pete Peters. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like how I got into hockey. But that was the extent for Bruins for me. Uh, all of my buddies in like high school had, or even in like eighth grade had like Moog jerseys or Neely jerseys. And I was like in math class in my Mike Vernon Flames jersey, just like, oh, it's me on that guy. <laughs> you know, like, so at the time I was right, but apparently they're bettered off now. So uh, anybody else get any other thoughts on uh, the uh, impending slaughter tonight? Uh, I've already put my prediction in. I was going to go something crazy. I was thinking like Bruins 272, Flames negative six. Somehow the Flames would lose goals in this game. But uh, I've tempered it a little bit. I'm thinking like five to two Boston tonight. Um, I, just, I don't think it matters who's in net. The Flames, are, they've scored. They've been able to score goals lately, but I just feel like the Bruins are this massive roadblock. And from having been at Flames Bruins games, it's just it just feels gross. You know, so anyway, anybody else got any thoughts or you want to move on to happier thoughts? Maybe <laughs> that all just feels about right. Yeah. <laughs> so we all wrapped it up. Awesome. Michael, anything else or you want to move on from depressing and get to slightly more depressing? Yeah, I want to get real a little depressed just a tiny bit more. Um, all right. <laughs> I just want to say, I, I, I'm just terrified about what that Bruins team is going to do to the, like the bottom pairing of Shillington and whoever it is, Davidson or Yellowson and... <laughs> Noah Hannafin and Michael Stone trying to save the day with a, and then just poor TJ Brody having like a useful season, but probably just going to get absolutely caved in tonight with everybody else around him. So I feel so bad for him. All right, let's do it over under. Ready? How many players plus minus is going to be in the minus tonight? What do you want to set it at like 15? Go from there. Pretty much everybody. I'll, just, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and just say they'll get they'll get them all on the power play. So I'll, I'll just say that they'll all be zero, but they'll, it'll still be a nine nothing game. <laughs> all right, fair <laughs> enough. Hey, real quickly, too, Maddie and I were going over contracts because a buddy of mine who's texting me last night, and he's like, he's afraid that Pasternak he's gonna want to renegotiate his contract after the end of the year because he's playing so well. I mean, you look at like the Bruins, like how the, it's almost like a Calgary setup. Like Krejci's at seven two for another year. I mean, you know, Krejci's getting old, but still. Uh, Bergeron's at 6'8", Pasternak's at 6'6", Marshan's at 6'1", Charlie Coyle's at 5'2", and then every other contract is really small from then on out. And then, you know, defensively, you know, Krug's 5'2", Charlie McAvoy's 5'9", and the big one is Tuca. Like, they're actually set up for a little while to be pretty good because they've got affordable contracts on that team. Kind of like what Calgary has done with Gio and Kachuk and... Backlin and Goudreau and Monaghan, except as we discussed before, the Bruins players are actually producing where the Flames' big <laughs> contracts are not. So the Bruins have done a good job of kind of making that team affordable for a good amount of time. So, hooray. Yeah, good for Boston. Another good sports team. 
because we're Boston is struggling to find teams that win um, in the city. So anyway, moving on. So um, something we want, we totally forgot to discuss on Wednesday and we're super psyched because Maddie's here to talk about it. Uh, Milan Lucic wanted to quit at some point this season. Uh, he was benched at one point for a period and he thought to himself, according to him in his own words, like maybe I'm just not for this anymore. Like, Anybody's thoughts on that? Is it weird that a guy like Lucic, who's got that competitive drive, would get benched by Peters and be like, you know what? <sighs> Maybe I'll just quit. Like uh, anybody, anybody got a thought on that? I mean, if 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 it's because of the benching why he wanted to quit, then yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I have much respect for that. But if it's if it's because he's you know now he doesn't want to be the enforcer, he wasn't comfortable with people you know bashing him for not standing up in that Edmonton game. You know, I, I wouldn't hate him for that. You know, like it, he has the right to choose how he wants to play to an extent, and getting punched in the face, you know, sh- shouldn't be a requirement just to stay on the team. <laughs> No, I agree. I think that, yeah, I, I think if it was the enforcer role, a hundred percent, because, but if he's not going to be the enforcer, yeah, it's not like he's, you know, exactly fleet of foot these days, uh, flying up and down the ice and, you know, I mean, he did have a little bit of a stretch there with, you know, a couple goals, some assists, but I mean, overall, I'm not like totally bummed about his play. I think it's about what I mm-hmm. expected ish. Um, but, uh, Batty, Michael, any thoughts on Lucic wanting to hang up his skates? It just like bums me out, man. Yeah. It just, it stinks to like see a guy like, I'll just go out like that. If that would have been the end, you know, for a guy who had a very good NHL career up until a couple of years ago when he hit a wall and got really old really fast. Um, But I guess, you know, like Gordy said, getting punched in the head repeatedly probably gets old after a while. You know, his nose is probably like, oh my God, just quit, please. I can't take it anymore. Michael, you got any thoughts on this? Um, my only thoughts were that I think most of this kind of came out. I think it was like a early November, late October game. And it's, um, I kind of don't blame him because I feel like he just put up with a year and a half, two years of that in Edmonton, where he was down the lineup, not playing much, not really getting much chance to make an impact. And then he was hoping to kind of get a fresh start in Calgary. And it seemed like almost right away, it was turning back into the same thing in Edmonton. So I don't blame him at the time for being like, okay, is this kind of it? Like, I'm kind of done with this. But then since Ward's taken over, I think he's been at the very least useful for the most part. So I don't blame him at the time, but I'm glad to see he's kind of turned it up a bit and seems to be enjoying it again, most importantly. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, Michael, that's a really good point too, is I, it's like he has a more defined role now. Like, and you know, I think a lot of players now have a little more of a more defined role under uh uh, Jeff Ward. So uh, who knows? Maybe, you know, he'll keep chugging along. I mean, he's under contract for a lot of money. So unless he quits, go Luch. Yay. So uh, anybody else got any more thoughts on that? Do you want to wrap this up and take a quick break and come back and have some ultimate awesome fun? <laughs> does, does anyone else have Let's the, go. Does anyone else have the feeling like if the Flames ever got to the playoffs, like Luch each kind of Ala Bennett would just turn into another player entirely like he would be more valuable in the playoffs if if they can get to that point i just i feel like lucic in the playoffs is something i would want to see as a flames fan i could see that maybe he gets that like oomph for that one last run he's like all right i got the chance let's go let's go completely all out like where sam bennett just is like you know i'm just gonna coast through the season i'm so good i'll just turn it on playoff time you know although michael you did that piece about protecting 
uh, potential protection on the expansion draft. And like someone in capital letters was like, keep Bennett. I'm like, really? That's the guy you protect? Really? <laughs> I'd be like, go ahead. Go ahead. You can go. You're done. I've had enough of you. But yeah, no, maybe he'll turn it on in the playoffs. Who knows? That Then again, the Flames have to get to the playoffs. And as we've discussed at nauseum, the Pacific sucks and nobody wants to win it. So they'll probably end up getting in by default. <laughs> so, all right. Well, if uh, nobody else has any more thoughts on the um, impending doom for tonight or Lucic want to uh, take his ball and go home, we are going to take a quick break here on the Tinderbox and we will be right back after these messages. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. It's Mark Maddie, Gordy, and Michael today. We uh, talked a little bit about the Bruins and Flames and Milan Lucic possibly wanting to pack his bag and go home in the first half of the podcast, as we've been trying to do on the second half. We're trying to lighten it up and have a little fun. And uh, Michael and I were kind of talking back and forth the other day about how, you know, he wrote a piece and he's like, oh, I can't wait to get killed on this piece. And I was like, you know, that would be a great topic. Like, what's a piece you've ever written? You know, it could be for this this blog. It could be for another blog you ever wrote for it. Just... Well, you get absolutely destroyed for your opinion on something. And um, uh, mine came to mind immediately. I'll, I'll deal with mine last because it's totally idiotic and it's it's deserving of being final. But, uh, Gordy, do you have anything? Um, you know, I don't recall anybody totally destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I've been around long enough or, you know. Oh, it's coming. Don't worry. Voice my, yeah, no, to, to be bashed. <laughs> but, you know, there's definitely the times where, you know, you have a, a headline and you can very clearly tell when someone – bases their entire response just around the headline and has read not a single word of the article as their question or, you know, complaint would have likely been answered if they would have read for, you know, 10 seconds. What? People don't read articles. They only read headlines. <laughs> what? I never heard such a thing. <laughs> Michael, what do you got for us? Anything? I mean, we've been, heard- we've been at this site together. I think for, you've been here probably a year or so longer than me, but like, I don't, I don't really remember you getting killed over anything, do I? I've had, actually, for the most part, pretty good. There's a lot of articles now I look back on. I'm like, if I had that opinion now, I'd probably get killed. <laughs> but um, I've had a few experiences where it's like I've posted something that's like straight up just like a facts-based thing and like no opinion whatsoever, and people just lost <laughs> their minds about it. Like, I think I, it was last year I posted one in like December that's like the attendance for the Flames is down this year. That's pretty much all I said in the article. And I just came back and it was like 30 comments just yelling at me like, oh, you don't know why the economy is so bad and all this stuff. Like, <laughs> and like, oh, then she, this was like pre-arena, right? So everyone was still like, oh, and then she's destroying the flames. Why don't you know that? All that stuff. I was like, oh my gosh. That was probably one of the better ones in recent memory for sure. Listen, don't let facts get in the way of a good story, Michael. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maddie, you got anything uh, rather here over at Broad Street? Broad Street has to have uh, some interesting takes. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I only have good takes, so I've never been oh, destroyed right. in a comment section. Uh, however, um, I remember, I think this was last season, I got one really, really nasty comment from 
I'm like 90% sure a family member of one of the prospects who I'm not going to be naming on here, uh, who got real, real mad that I was saying too many nice things about another prospect who plays the same position. And apparently they're in direct competition with each other, even though they're like different ages and different spots in their development. And just like, Oh, that one was rough. What are they like 12 and 10 years old? Like what's that? (laughs) That's like two like dads fighting in the stands at a youth soccer game. That's ridiculous. It was bizarre. That's awesome. We typically have like, I know like Johnny Gaudreau's mom follows our Twitter account and she always usually has good things to say or likes our articles. Sam, so does Johnny's sister, Kristen. So, um, and his uncle. So, you know, the, the Gaudreau family follows us, uh, fairly well, which, and you know, we typically don't say too many bad things about Johnny. Um, not, not a choice. It's just, it's, you know, it is what it is. But, um, mine was, uh, when Gaudreau was a free agent and he was working on his contract and Brad, uh, Marshan signed his contract with the Bruins and signed for whatever I said, it was the six, five or whatever. And I did a piece that was like, Oh, does Brad Marshan signing for only this much hurt Johnny Gaudreau when he signs? Cause I was of the opinion that, you know, Gaudreau offensively at the time I thought was a better offensive hockey player and he should make more money than Brad Marchand, not taking into account the 500 other things that Brad Marchand does that Johnny Gaudreau doesn't do. And I just, I think the, it's the most comments we've ever gotten between like Facebook and the actual website where I just got railroaded. Like it was after like response after response was like, idiot, moron, idiot, <laughs> you're stupid. This is a horrible take. You should quit. You're an idiot. You're a dumbass. <laughs> like, it was like, and looking back on it now, I'm like, that was a pretty stupid column, you know, but at the time, you know, I was like, hey, you know, maybe Goudreau should make more money than Brad Marchand. And now I'm like, yeah, Brad Marchand's on it. He's a steal and he's been consistent. And you know, Goudreau's dipped a couple times, and I'm like, yeah, it might have not been my best column I ever written. I kind of, <laughs> last night, I was like, I kind of backed away. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to cover game day for a little while. I'm not going to offer any more opinion pieces, because it was literally like 30, 40 comments. Be like, you're a homer. You're stupid. You should quit. You should never write about hockey. And I was like, man, wow. We can't generate positive interest ever, but we are really good at negative interest. That's for sure. So, yeah, that was, that, uh, it's, that was it's, I don't in hindsight, sure, it's it's ugly, but I like at the time, I don't even think that's a bad take. Like people forget that Marshawn was only a 50, 60 career point guy before, you know, Pasternak and this, you know, new resurgent Bruins team. Like, I know you get flamed over opinions and it's it's ridiculous. I know. It's funny to hear the Flames fans be like, that's a stupid yeah. take. You're a homer. Gaudreau's not that good. But this this fan base has had issues with Johnny Gaudreau since the day he took the ice anyway. He's mm-hmm. too small. He doesn't go in the corners, yada, 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 whatever. And like, honestly, this is, I think, the first season where I've actually had issue with his play. But otherwise, it's just been like, dude, get over it. He's fast and he scores goals and he's got great hands. But Whatever. Anyway, yeah. So that's my take. I thought that I thought that Johnny Gaudreau was better than Brad Marchand, and he deserved more money. And I was a total idiot. And looking back on it, I do look like an idiot. So, moving on. Uh, pre and podcast, we always have interesting conversations about, um, you know, just dumb things. Like I'll always be like, oh, you know, what time do you want to do the podcast? Do you want to? Well, ten thirty. Was that Eastern time? Is that Mountain time? Is that Alberta time? You know, we talk about like, oh, it's 50 degrees here. What is it there? Oh, it's negative 12 Celsius. I don't know what that means. Like, you know, like, like how much does bread cost in Canada? We have all these weird discussions and, you know, so Michael was, we always joke like, oh, you guys have the best like names for your towns. And, you know, Maddie and I were talking about, do you have different food? Like we've never, like Canada is like a different planet. So I guess Gordy and Michael came up with a quiz for Maddie and I on things that are Canadian that we're either going to know or not know and look like 
we are completely competent or total ignorant Americans. And it's fabulous. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this. So we, so we we decided that the uh, yeah the the best one to do is just the town names. The, there actually isn't that many food differences. I think we covered the biggest one in the the Smarties versus Smarties debate. But yeah, we can't talk about chocolate rockets again because uh, literally I'm an 11 year old and I giggled for an entire day. So it's all good. <laughs> so, so Maddie, are you prepared for this? Uh, for I guess that... I'm as ready as I'm gonna be. Right. I guess it's we'll call it. Name that Canadian town or is or a town or not a town. I don't know what we'll call this, but we'll try to find some game show music to put under those two as we get rolling. So uh uh go ahead, Michael and Gordy. This is your half of the podcast. Knock yourselves out. All right, so we'll we'll do it kind of like uh two truths and a dare thing or uh, and a lie. So we'll start west to east. So we'll name about two or three towns or location names per province, and you guys would guess which you think is the fake one. And then at the end, we'll, we'll we'll total it up, and we'll see who's who's got the better eye for for real places here. I'm gonna <laughs> fail this so bad; it's gonna be awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> all right, let's go. So I think uh, I think we'll we'll alternate provinces. If Mike wants to start with BC, I'll do Alberta, and so on. All right, let's keep going with uh, the beautiful <laughs> province of British Columbia. And is that I'll, sarcastic? I'll give you guys a is, is that sarcastic? Things I don't know. Is def- British Columbia not that's, that's the. I think that's the official slogan of their oh, province. Okay. Right. <laughs> that's their tagline. So I don't know if it's like we're covering something up by saying that. Or <laughs> that. For the most part, I've been there. It's been pretty nice. But like, I feel like if you have to say it to someone's face, it's like, what are you hiding behind that? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> All right, fair. It's a giant trailer park that makes meth. Perfect. Okay, let's go. <laughs> And I'll be straight up with you guys. The names get better the further east we go. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, the Maritimes is by far the worst. All right, let's go. So, so the two towns that you guys have to decide, one is real, one is fake for BC. We've got the town of Horsefly, British Columbia, or the town of Stoner, British Columbia. Horsefly sounds like a, like a very prairie-type town name. Um... Stoner? That sounds like it'd be in, like, Vermont, so that could literally be a town. Uh, I'm going to go with, I don't know, Manny. I think Horsefly, British Columbia, is a real town. Uh, I'm going to go the other way. I think Stoner is the real one. All right, Michael. And oh, well, well, Stoner, well, well, British Columbia. Stoner, Stoner wins? Well, the real one is. Yeah, we'll give it to oh, for one. Maddie. All right, I'm 0 for 1. I was hoping. I really wanted to have horse flag. Just because. <laughs> All right, I'm losing, per usual. All right, now we have... All right. I'll, I'll do three for Alberta, just because there are some weird ones here. So we have Vulcan, Alberta, Carstairs, Alberta, and Desk, Alberta. <laughs> I got to go Carstairs. I just have to. As the fake one or the real one? No, the real one. <laughs> okay, because two of them are real, one is fake. In this All right. All right. I think Carstairs is real, and the fake would be... What are the other two again? Uh, Entrance Alberta and Desk Alberta. Desk. Desk would be the fake for me. What was the first one again? Carstairs. Carstairs. 
I like that one because it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, <laughs> weird things you would combine. I'm gonna say that's the fake. Carstairs, Alberta is real, as is Entrance, yes. Alberta. <laughs> yeah! Alright! Nice. I wanna move to Carstairs, Alberta. That's it. I'm packing uh, up Mike's, and I'm moving. Mike definitely found some, some good Saskatchewan ones too, so. Saskatchewan <laughs> is a great place for names. All right, let's hear them. Well, well so we, we had Moose Job, but you guys already know about that. That's the one that kind of kicked us all off way back when we were doing the Heritage Classic road trip, so we're not going to include that one. But So the first name I have for Saskatchewan is the town of Eyebrow, Saskatchewan. The next is the town of Radville, Saskatchewan. And the third is the town of Climax, Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, and is that now two are fake and one is real, or one is two are real, yeah. one is two are real, one is fake? All right, I definitely think climax is real, just because I want it to be real so badly. And, <laughs> but we have um, intercourse, Pennsylvania. So this like, is true. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, so yeah, so it's reasonable. If you combine those two towns, it's just a mess. Um, uh, I'm going climax and. <laughs> Radville, because just Radville sounds like a cool place. Like it's stuck in the '80s. Everybody's wearing like jams shorts and hot pink shirts and riding a skateboard. You know, like, painter's cap with the bill flipped up. You know, <laughs> totally rad. What do you I got, Maddie? I think Radville is fake, even though I want it to be real and I want to live there. All right. Um, yeah, it's. Uh... We're, we're going to save the answers to the end, I think. Gordy and I just decided, so we're yeah. going to hide this yeah. one on you guys. Oh, we, had, we, we, had a different, we had a different format prepared. We just, I think we forgot about it. But yeah, we'll, 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 we'll just tally the, it till the end, and then yeah, we'll let you know. All right, fair enough. This wasn't a professionally planned out quiz. <laughs> Nothing we do is professionally planned out, so it's all good. Don't worry about it. All right, well, and so I found out that Manitoba is mostly water, so they don't have that many <laughs> names. So, so we have... <laughs> Manitoba's we have, like Canadians, Canada's little ocean. <laughs> we have um, Flin Flon, Manitoba, and The Paw, Manitoba. <laughs> I was drinking coffee as we went into Flin Flan. That one's real. It's got to be real. Yeah, I'm with Maddie. I'm Flint Flan. And if it's not, it needs to be made a town. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just had coffee come out my nose. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this podcast doesn't get a thousand downloads. I don't know what's wrong with everybody out there. Oh, uh, Flint Flan. Awesome. Oh, okay, moving on. All right, I'll take over Ontario then. It's also a lot of water, but there's more people there, so there's more weird towns. So. <laughs> So the first one we got is Wawa, Ontario, W-A-W-A. I like the convenience store. Exactly, yeah. Apparently that's what they named it after, you know. <laughs> the uh, convenience the store of the town. Is both at the same time. They're like, we need a convenience <laughs> store. We need a town. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the next one is Balls Falls, Ontario. <laughs> and the third one is Swastika, Ontario. Oh, <laughs> Which I don't know how you live there, and like, you're like, this is my town. Here's my driver's license. Aren't I proud of it? <laughs> right. Which I oh. guess like, exposes it as a real place. 
Uh, I, I'm st- I like balls fall. I'm sorry. I can't because I'm perpetually like a 12 year old. I think that's funny. Like, and swastika seems like a, just, it could be a real town name. Just, you know, that was named, you know, 300 years before it became horrible, you know? So, so I don't know. I'm going, I, I'll say balls falls. All right. We have, we have Quebec now who have two unfortunately named English word towns, which they may, may not even know about. So we have asbestos Quebec. <laughs> we have Mayo Quebec and St. Louis du Haha. And yes, there is an exclamation point after each ha in that name. <laughs> it, it, it owns the Guinness Book of World Records for most exclamation points in a town name. Yeah, that's too specific to be fake, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, fake, I'm going to go with... I come up with that name, so yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh... Mayo, I think. I think Mayo is the the fake town. And then what was the other one again? Sorry. Asbestos. I think that one's fake. I think I think we just lumped all of the Maritimes together because they just they shouldn't be allowed to to differentiate with some of the, the sheer concentration of ridiculously named places per square kilometer of island is, <laughs> sure. is truly terrible. So I'm not I'm not sure we didn't plan this one. I'm not sure if Mike has ones ready for this one. Right, we can we can wrap uh, it up. If you got just three really weird ones, we can hammer those out. Well, no, the the East Coast is by far one of the best ones. Yeah. We have uh, the town of Dildo, Newfoundland. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we got Blow Me Down, Newfoundland. <laughs> okay. And we got Cow's Head, Newfoundland. I'm going to go with Blow Me Down as the fake one. What about Cow's you, Head. Cow's Head? Yeah. I don't feel good about it, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. They're all ridiculous, so I don't. I don't know. All right, so I think we've we've totaled these up now, and uh, I think the winner is is both of you because after Alberta, every single town we named was a real place in Canada. <laughs> oh, no way! It was oh a trap! God. Oh no! That's crazy! Wow! There, there is Swastika Ontario who has refused to change their name since obviously a certain era. Yeah. Uh, yes, the Saint Louis du Haha owns their their fun their fun record. There's there's a town in Ontario called Nottawa, whose claim to fame is not being Ottawa. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we learned a lot about Canadian towns this morning, <laughs> and I want to move to like five different Canadian towns. The towns I have to live in, I have to. I just want to like I want to. I just want to have a PO box in. What is it? dildo newfoundland or whatever it is i just want to have a p.o box just to have mail sent there um be known as a dildoian dildoian exactly all righty well anybody else got anything else they want to add before we uh wrap up this uh earth-shattering groundbreaking geography filled episode of the tinderbox i think we just need to wrap it up there yeah i think so too shut right. her down <laughs> Well, if you liked this podcast, you can find us at iTunes, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search The Tinderbox or Matchsticks and Gasoline or Calgary Flames. 
Michael, Maddie, Gordy, thank you so much for enlightening me this morning. I have a lot to uh, process here. All right, so don't forget tonight, Flames and Bruins, 7 p.m. Mountain Time at the Saddle Dome. We all think the Flames are going to get slaughtered. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Tinderbox, and we will talk to you next time.